righty, welcome to it. Another edition of the Employment Law Show is set to go. We hope you are as well, whether you're in BC or Alberta. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. Lots to get through. John Scholes, as always, here, along with employment lawyer Lior Samfiri. You want to reach out to Lior and his team, always standing by to have that chat with you about whatever matter comes to mind, or maybe it's something that comes up during the show over the course of the hour you'll want to ask uh, tomorrow or moving into next week. No problem. Easy. How do you do that? You go to one 855 821-5900. You can email as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, here and now, over the course of the next hour, our topic is going to be when you're getting uh, when you're getting wrong, what you're getting wrong about terminations. That's coming up in just a bit. But always top priority, we say every hour and every week we do this show, is your phone calls. So don't hesitate to call in and ask your questions. There is no dumb questions. When you ask something, I can almost guarantee hundreds, if not thousands of others listening are going to go, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that either. So let's bring it on and help everybody out. Be that third voice on air. How do you do it? You call us toll free right now. 1-877-399-9898 is how you do that. We'll get to the week that was here in just a bit, uh, Lior, but first, right off the hop, I want to get to Keith, who's eager and standing by to uh, to ask his question already today. Keith, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Great, great. Uh, my question is, I called in last week and it was about me getting uh, terminated after 12 and a half years and some of kind of the shenanigans with it. I finally got my ROE out of them and they've put I, I quit when I didn't. I've never told anyone I quit and that kind of puts me in a weird spot. They also messed up my start date on the ROE too by about 10 years. Wow. But, uh, yeah. So when they terminated you, how did they do that? How did they actually terminate you? Uh, my direct supervisor never talked to me. Uh, I only no. dealt with HR and HR's last words were me. I mean, were if, well, if you're not there for your shift on Monday or Tuesday, the second, then we'll see that as abandoning your post, and that's grounds for dismissal. And I said, well, if I'm not there, then I guess you know our plan, but you should get Cam to call me, who is my supervisor, and we can work this out. And I was, my branch manager told Cam not to call me. Right. No, I, I, now, now it's coming back to me. This was a yeah. situation where, uh, you know, there, there was various issues, and, and, uh, and it was a question of, whether or not they put you in a position where you didn't really have to go back. So I, I, by, if I recall correctly, Keith, I think I told you that obviously this is something where we need to kind of drill down to the details, the dates, yes. you know, the people involved. So to give us a call. So have, have yeah, you done I that? Did. Okay. I did call. And uh, what I was told is that we require the, uh, the ROE before we can go forward really to see what's going to happen. And I, I had to email my, my company to, to send it Good. to me and I just got it. So I figured, you know what, I'll call today and see what your opinions are, even though I know you guys are probably going to call me back tomorrow. Yeah, no, we, we need to kind of really need to understand kind yeah. of the dates, the timelines and, and, and the parties involved so we yeah. can assess that. So I'm not surprised that the record of employment would say, would say that you resigned because from their position, they're going to take yeah. the view that because you didn't come into work, you've resigned. We're going to take the position that they put you in a situation where this really was a constructive dismissal. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, let's let's connect and, in after the weekend and let's make sure that we, we do this right. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate it, pal. And looking forward to the uh, the follow-up to this entire thing. So Keith's done the right thing, guys. And that is he uh, got some information last week and he decided to proceed with uh, Lior and the team. And he's doing so. You could do the exact same thing. Carbon copy for you would go like this. Make that phone call, one 821 
5900. That is how you get through. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. But that just uh, goes to show you right off the top, Lior, that uh, that's the reason why we get people to call in, at least get a baseline of information, some answers off the top. And then if it's such a matter that you need to carry through with you guys and your team, you got them set, right? Well, you know, it's certainly in Keith's situation, as I recall from last week, you know, he was mistreated by, by his boss and, you know, things were said that shouldn't have said. And, mm-hmm. you know, he quite responsibly said, well, you guys have to deal with this and I don't want to have to come into work until you guys have made sure that I don't have to face this type of behavior. And that's exactly the right thing to do because we all have the right to be treated properly. We all have the right to be treated respectfully. And if the employer doesn't do that, well, that in the eyes of the law can be considered a termination, a constructive dismissal. So that's why it's important you understand your rights, what to do. Your employer may tell you, you have to do this. Well, is that right? Do you really have to? Is there a different option, a better option? Well, that's, this is exactly what this show is all about. And it's exactly why I'm in the office taking calls and emails from individuals every single day. So if you're in a workplace dilemma and a problem, well, we're giving you all kinds of ways to reach out, whether it's on the show right now or me in the office after the show, we got you covered. Again, guys, good time to remind you as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website was built and constructed around educating you about the topics we talk about every week on the show. It's free, it's anonymous, easy to use, and built into that, baked into that is what we call the severance calculator. It does what the title says, right? It'll tell you how much severance you are actually owed, not what the boss or ex-boss tells you, not what your neighbor Steve or your neighbor or the Ministry of Labor tells you. No, no, the actual number can be found in about 30 seconds at the severance calculator. Simply go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But just like Keith, we always tell you, call into the show now. We have lots of lines, lots of time this afternoon, so bring it on. Again, that number toll-free right now, one 399 Okay, let's get into this week that was. I know you got a couple matters to discuss, pal. What do you that's right so a couple situations that came across my desk over the past week the first one i'll tell you about i spoke with a lady who was on a parental leave had been been on parental leave for several months hadn't yet actually decided when she's going to be coming back to work but knew it's going to be at least another four months could be even uh five or six months uh so you know doing her thing well she got a phone call from her employer saying well we just wanted to let you know that we're we don't have a job for you and we're not going to have a job for you when you're ready to come back from your parental leave. So once you come back, we'll pay you severance, uh, but we don't have a job for you. So obviously she was taken aback by that. She, she was expecting to go back to work. She'd been there for uh, four and a half years already. And uh, she called me. She wanted to know if this was right. So here's the thing, John. An employer has a legal obligation to take an employee back when they're coming back from parental leave. They have to do it unless it's completely and utterly impossible. Well, the reality is they're not going to know if it's possible or not until she's ready to come back to work. They can't know four, five, six months in advance that they're not going to have a job for her in the future. They may not have a job for her today, but six months from now, they may be desperate to have someone in that role. So by the company saying, we know now, we're somehow clairvoyant, and we know that six months from now, we don't have a job for you. Well, that's nonsense. That's an employment standards violation. That could be a human rights violation. Mm-hmm. It's not legal. You can't be so proactive. Now, it's one thing to say to the employee, hey, just a heads up. Right now, we don't know yet if we're going to have a job, but we're going to do whatever we can, and we'll see you when you're ready to come back to work. That's great. You're giving them the heads up? Fine. But to say, no, no, we're telling you you don't have a job. It's done. It's over. You can't do that. So I'm going to help her deal with that. But of course, she's going to be owed severance. We know that. 
potentially other damages as well. So if this sounds familiar to you, if you're ever in that situation, hopefully this helps and you know what to do, reach out to me. You bet. And, uh, you know, want to get to this too, and that is uh, what you're getting wrong about terminations. If you want to move on to that, we got so much to cover in emails as well. And a reminder as well, toll free, one 399 so we can do that. Or you got something else you want to uh, talk about first? It's up to you. You know, what? before the break, let me tell you about another quick situation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I spoke with a, a gentleman that had I've been hired as a parental leave replacement. And we're kind of on a, on a parental leave theme here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is kind of a, a different perspective on it. So he is hired as a parental leave replacement and was told that it's going to be one year, 12 months, and signed an agreement. You know, you're going to work for the 12-month period. And sure, sure enough, after about seven months, a uh, company says, you know what? We actually decided we don't need you. We'll be fine until the person come back, comes back from parental leave. We don't need you for the last five months. So off you go. Uh, and they said, because you worked with us for seven months, we're going to be nice to you. We're going to give you three weeks pay. Uh, we think that's generous. Uh, is it generous? Well, no, <laughs> it's not generous. First of all, even as a regular employee after seven months, he'd be owed a lot more than three weeks. He'd probably be owed three months, maybe even more. But the interesting thing is, and you know what I'm about to say, John, mm-hmm. he was on a fixed term contract, 12 months. What that means is if they want to let him go before the end of the contract, in this case, after seven months, they still have to pay him the balance of the contract, another five months. They don't get to say, well, you know, we want to let you go. Here's a a little token of our appreciation. No, they have to pay him the balance of the contract. So something to remember for everyone. If you're on a fixed-term contract and you're let go before that contract ends, whether it's a year, two years, five years, you still have to get paid the remaining time on the contract. Very important to remember that. That is wonderful advice indeed. Call now, one 399 Absolutely toll-free. Love to talk to you. Bring your questions on. There's going to be answers here. And email is help at employmentlawyer.ca any other time. Want to get to uh, to Mike, who's been standing by for a moment. Mike, thanks for taking the time today. How are you, pal? Uh, good. Beauty, what's your question? I'm just wondering um, if they um, settled their thing with Uber yet. Uh, no, and and these things unfortunately take a long time. You know, I, I've I've joked that my kids are probably going to be handling that case one day. <laughs> uh, no, it's still in process. We're we're going through the discovery process right now, uh, and I, I wish I, I could tell you that it's going to resolve in the next little while. But Mike, uh, these things are are long, and they're going to be a while. Okay, because uh, I, I mean I got some situations with skip the dishes, but. Uh, Apparently, you guys can't uh, handle that until you settle the thing with Uber. So, yeah, not much is gonna resolve until that that case. It's kind of gonna set precedent all over Canada and potentially beyond. But uh, we're doing our best, man. We're working as hard as we can to get it uh, get it done. Yeah, uh, uh, it's more like uh, advice or whatever, and that uh, I don't know like who to turn to and everything, but. Uh, um, why don't you why don't you send me an email if if you'd like uh, to, uh, after the show and uh, you know we'll give you that email and uh, happy if I can give you some some word of advice some some things you could do be more than happy sure. to do that. Sure, sounds good. Thanks, Mikey. Right, here's that uh, here's that quick email, Mike. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Couldn't be simpler. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Thanks, pal. We'll uh, move on down the line to Chris, who's up next. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you today? I'm doing pretty good. I actually got lucky enough to call in last weekend, and I can't believe that I got lucky enough to get through this time. 
You're and I, I told you about my, um, I was terminated without cause, and I gave you some brief information about that. But the same employer, I he didn't pay me overtime correctly, and he never paid me sa- our stat holiday pay. Okay. So I'm wondering how far back, I've got it all, all my time tickets. I know the amounts and the days. What happened was he was supposed to pay me overtime after 10 hours and only paid me overtime after 50 hours in a week. But sometimes right. I would work three 15-hour days, but it was all regular pay, and it shouldn't have been. It should have been uh, overtime after 10 hours, but it wasn't. Yeah, it should have been time and a half. So you can go right. back two years. Uh, well, that's so, all, eh? All, but, but here's the thing. Every day that you wait, that's one day that you lose, right? Because you can only go back two, two years from today. Tomorrow you'll be able to go back two years from tomorrow. So every day oh. you're, you're losing. So uh, the best thing with respect to overtime, uh, vacation, any, any of those things is to go uh, to government, to go with Ministry of Labor. Uh, because they can deal with that, and, and it starts the clock ticking as soon as you contact them for a complaint. Now, with respect to the loss of your job, very different. Government can help with that. With respect to any severance that you may be owed, that's where myself, my team, and I, we come in. We can help you with that. Yeah. But if if there's overtime issues, I would not wait. First thing tomorrow, contact Ministry of Labor. Uh, stop the clock from running out, okay? And and uh, you can go back two years. And that, is that the same for stat holiday? Same for stat holiday, absolutely. Yeah, Two pretty much anything day, yeah, okay. other than matters surrounding termination, they they can help. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I did talk to you last week about my my severance, and as I mentioned, um, I did contact the labor board, and they did uh, collect. They were going to collect an amount, but it was way less. It was only for four weeks, plus some stat holiday pay and overtime pay. So I already put a claim in quite a while ago, way back in in April. Yeah, which is why I told you last week that they cannot help you enforce your full entitlements. So your minimum entitlements could be four weeks. Your full entitlements can be 10 months. So that's why for that you have to give us a call. Uh, But with respect to overtime, stat, holiday, yeah, that that is the best uh, course of action. Okay, so I did put that claim in, and I am definitely going to talk to you about. I have a little bit of a situation. I'm counter. I'd like to speak to you on the phone about it because I I really don't want to put it out there. It's a, it's a there's a little bit more involved here. Yeah, yeah. No, Chris, and as I told you last week, give us a call at the office, waiting for your call. Absolutely. Yeah. So I wasn't too sure. Can I call you today, or do I have to call you like during business hours? Yeah, call me during the week. Uh, best best time to do it. Uh, otherwise, my wife will divorce me. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, let's, yeah, we, I don't want that to happen. No, neither, neither do I. <laughs> so uh, happy to chat. So reach out during the week, and we'll connect. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. And uh, you probably have the number already, but just in case, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Chris is a good man. Thanks for uh, chiming in again. You still got lots of time if you want to make that phone call. Would love to get you on the air. We got lots of open lines. We got time. Let's have a let's have a chat. <laughs> Toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight to call the radio station and uh, and talk to Lior. Get some answers. Okay, what you're getting wrong about terminations? We got about nine or ten of these. We could have done nine or ten thousand. There's so many things that people are doing wrong. That's why we do the show, right? First one is this, Leor, I didn't do anything wrong. Can my, how did my employer still terminate my employment? 
Yeah, and, and why should they be able to, one would think. And listen, if you've done nothing wrong, you're a good employee, maybe you've been there a while and you've, you have the good service to, to show that you're a good employee, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your employer lets you go. And I think by any measure, that's not fair, that's not nice, uh, and, and it's wrong on many levels. But the real question is, is it illegal? The answer is no. It's actually not illegal to let you go even if you've done nothing wrong at all, even if you're uh, doing a great job, even if you're more senior than other employees. Legally speaking, an employer can let you go as long as they pay you your full severance. And oftentimes that's very frustrating and I get that completely. Sometimes you may find that your employer gave you a false reason. Maybe they said that they're letting you go because of restructuring, but you know that they're not. They just hired someone to replace you. That's wrong, except it's also not legal as long as severance is paid. Now, the exception to that, of course, is they can't let you go for discriminatory reasons. Mm -hmm. They can't let you go because you're pregnant, because you're disabled, because of your age, because of your ethnicity. That's illegal. That's discrimination, and you cannot be let go in that type of a situation. Uh, So that's the exception. But generally speaking, if it's not discriminatory, you can't be let go. Keep in mind, though, that in 90%, if not more of those cases, when the company lets you go, the severance that they offer you is less than what you're owed. So it's still wrong. Okay, You're still potentially and likely owed a lot more than what your company is offering you. That's why you have to call me. But it's not really just about the reason they're letting you go. Lior, I've been terminated for just cause. That's the word they use. Uh, I'm not only these severance, am I? <laughs> so, so let's kind of break this down. You know, just cause really is a situation where you've done something so bad that the company says, we don't have to pay you severance. We have just cause to let you go. We can just walk you out and that's it. That's, that's the end of our obligations. Now, that can only happen if what you did is terrible. It's so bad that it's not possible to employ you. And in my experience, I've been doing this a very long time, usually employers jump the gun. They may say, well, you've done something wrong. They may have the proof that you did something wrong, but they may not be enough for it to be cause because cause is reserved for the worst offenders. So a wrongful dismissal often happens when the company says, no, no, you did something wrong. You were late or you made a mess of this project. Something wrong was done here. We have cause. Not so fast, especially if there's no prior warnings, especially if there's no prior discipline, suspensions. The company simply says, you did something wrong, you're gone. Usually that's a wrongful dismissal, not something they can do. So I want you to keep that in mind. Full severance, as much as 24 months pay, can be owed to you even if the company says it has just caused to let you go. And welcome back. We are uh, glad to have you with us today. You have a chance now and still to call into the show and ask your questions. Uh, don't be bashful. There's no dumb questions. They're all legitimate, all good, and probably wondering by many other people exactly what you're thinking, and they probably have the same question floating around their head, right? So bring it on. Toll-free, of course, one 399 is the way. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We always direct you to the website built specifically specifically for you to understand and learn and take advantage of everything on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Real simple to navigate, as is the severance calculator, which is rolled into that website. So take advantage of that anytime you would like, 24-7. But we are talking about what you're getting wrong about termination. Next one is, Lior, can't I just go to the Ministry of Labor to obtain my severance package? Or should I say, should I go to the Ministry of Labor to obtain a severance package? 
So Ministry of Labor, Employment Standards Branch, whatever you want to call it, we're talking about the government, you know, the, the, the branch <laughs> of the government dealing with labor and employment issues. Mm -hmm. And listen, you may think it's a good place to go to. They even have a, a 1-800 number, a toll-free number for you to call them. Call us Monday to Friday. No problem. Operators are waiting. Well, not so fast. You cannot actually call the government for help when it comes to your severance. And the reason for that the government can only help you enforce a small portion, your minimum entitlements, only a small portion of your actual full entitlements. And that is really not relevant. You, you don't really care about the portion of your entitlements. You care about your full entitlements, which you're totally owed. And it can be very misleading. You may call the government and say, you know, what am I owed? They may tell you two weeks. Well, that may be true because that's your minimum entitlements, but your full entitlements could be six months or 10 months. That's why for that, you have to speak to me, you have to speak to my team, or you don't like us, that's okay, you can speak to another employment lawyer, but you cannot go to the government for that. And too many people have gone to the government and said, well, okay, they said I mowed two weeks and that's it, I'll, I'll move on and realize when it was too late that now they can't do anything about it, they can't go back in time, yeah. they could have been owed 10 times that. So very important. As I've said to a previous caller, if you have an overtime issue, a vacation pay issue, a stat holiday issue, yeah, absolutely should go to the government. Uh, Employment Standards Black and Branch, Ministry of Labor, sure, yes, you can and you should. I'll even give you the phone number myself to contact them. But what you cannot do is you cannot do that when it comes to losing your job, whether it's a regular termination or a constructive dismissal. Mm -hmm. Cannot help you with that. For that, give me a call and let's get to work. And still taking your calls here, by the way, toll-free, live on air, one 399 And everyone thinks, okay, Leo, I get that. Don't go to the Ministry of Labor or the Employment Standards Branch for severance. But, uh, you know, my employer themselves, they're large, sophisticated company. you got a big HR, uh, you know, division to them. Surely, surely they've offered me a reasonable and appropriate severance package. No, it's what they do. Well, first of all, don't call me Shirley. Uh, but <laughs> thank you, Leslie sorry. Nielsen. There you go. Uh, no, but but in all seriousness, joking aside, yeah, you're absolutely right. Employees say that to me all the time, and employees think that. Well, I work for a big company. They may tell me, well, that's all I'm owed. Well, they must they must know if they're saying that's all I'm owed. They must know, and you know, I have a good relationship. So why would I doubt them? Uh, happens all the time. Probably, John, one of the main reasons where people actually accept inadequate severance packages because they just take their employer word for them a word for it well let's be very clear I've, I've represented employees across canada for the last 20 years big companies small companies does not matter all the same in the vast majority of cases the vast majority whatever you're offered is not what you're owed, not even close now in some situations even with a big company the company itself may not understand or appreciate how much they owe but just as often, the company knows exactly what they owe, but they may think or hope that you don't know. They may say, well, you know, we think we owe six months severance, but hey, if we offer four weeks instead, yeah, Joe may accept it. Joe may not know any better. So let's offer four weeks. And many times they get away with it. Well, you're, you're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, about that. You know better because you're listening to the show right now. So you know what to do. You can grab your smartphone always and go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use our severance calculator. You can call me at the office. You can call the show. We give you all kinds of ways to find out how much you're owed and what to do if you lose your job. Uh, but very important, do not, under any circumstances, 
take your employer's word for it. You know, it's interesting too, because not only will they undercut you on the severance, but then the pressure gets applied, right? So they give you like a week to have set the severance offer. You know, if, if you don't do it, you're going to get less. The, the clock is ticking on this one. The amount goes down the longer you wait. Will I lose my severance if I don't sign by that, uh, you know, Friday at five deadline sort of thing? Every severance offer that's ever been created uh, has always had a deadline. You have mm-hmm. to sign this by this date. And it would say that, we're, gonna, we're offering you this amount, but if you don't sign, we're not going to pay that to you. Or we're going to pay you less. But no one wants to get paid less, so you're going to feel the pressure. Well, i got to sign this by Friday or they're going to pay me less. No, no, I want more. I don't want less, so I'm just going to sign this. Well, that's pressure tactic. It's, it, it's intended to make you feel like you have something to lose when, in fact, you don't. That deadline is irrelevant. Your legal rights do not expire Friday or Tuesday or whatever that deadline is. Your legal rights don't even expire for two whole years. That's why that pressure tactic is only there to try to intimidate you into accepting something for fear of losing. And that amount that they're offering you, that amount that's going to expire on Friday, well, that's still a lot less than what you're actually owed. So the company is offering you a lot less than what uh, they owe you. And they're essentially threatening you that you better accept this by Friday. But don't worry about it. Nothing happens Friday. Give me a call. Go to the severance calculator. Let's do this right. Because once you sign, and just this week, John, I had someone that contacted me saying, well, they told me I have to sign. They told me I'm not going to get something. So I signed it. Uh, You know, this happened a few weeks ago. Lior, please help me. I can't. Even though I understand the pressure. I understand the, the stress that you're under. Once you've signed, despite that, I can't get you out of it. There's no going back. There's no changing your mind. So you only have one chance to do this right. And to do it right, you can ignore and you should and you must ignore that deadline. Now you know better. Just give me a call. Is there a chance even to fight it if they make you sign right on the spot before you walk out of the office? I guess that's probably pretty rare. But I mean, I guess that would be the only case, right? Like that's the ultimate pressure. Yeah, and, and I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. You're rare. You're oh. right, absolutely. But I've seen it happen two or three times in my career when a company says, no, no, you sign this right now. And yeah, if that's what your employer does, if they're stupid enough, frankly, to, to <laughs> tell you, you have to you, this door is locked. You are not leaving out this door until you, I mean, dude, that's, right. that's just yeah. crazy. But if something like yeah. that happens to you and you end up signing, yeah, of course, we can get you out of that. That is That is wrong. In fact, what I tell employers is, if you have an employee that wants to sign this on the spot, you don't let them because you don't want the employee to later say that they signed it under pressure. So, But if your employer did that to you and, and you had to sign on the spot or threaten or, or encouraged even to sign on the spot, then, yeah, we can get you out of it. But short of that, if you took it home and you came back, signed it, you're stuck with it even if it turns out it was a terrible deal. You may, you may find out that, my gosh, they, they shortchanged me by $75,000. There's still nothing that you can do. So, wow. again, only have one chance to do it right. Again, always reach out even when we're not doing the show here to Lior and his team. Don't make those mistakes. It could cost you dearly. I'm talking in the pocketbook too. How do you do it? one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the website you want to go to uh, right away. Let's get to this one before we break. And these are uh, what you're getting wrong about terminations. If I try to negotiate my severance package, my employer will refuse to provide me with a reference letter. Now what? So first of all, you have to understand that the best way for the company to reduce the amount of severance that they have to pay you 
is if you find a job very, very quickly. In other words, it's in your former employer's interest that you start working again immediately. So that's why you don't have to worry about a letter of reference because if they can help you find another job and save themselves a bunch of money, you better believe they're going to do that. And I can tell you also this, that in every severance uh, package that I've negotiated, one of the terms that we've negotiated is a letter of reference, a verbal reference, how that's going to work, who's going to get called. So, no, I have not seen any situation. Honestly, I, I don't think I've seen one situation where the companies refused to provide a letter of reference because the employee was seeking what was legally owed to them. So you don't have to worry about that. It's not going to happen. More important is to focus on what the law says you should have. And yeah, welcome back to it. Still got some minutes to go. So uh, so bring on your calls. We'd love to talk to you in the remaining time. 1-877-399-9898. Again, toll free, one 399 9898. We'll slide over to some email as well with the remaining time. You got to want to send one along. Maybe not get on the show today, but uh, Lior and his crew will definitely get back to you. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Usable anytime, of course. Want to wrap up uh, the topic for uh, today, too, Lior. That was what you're getting wrong about terminations. Most of these things that we've talked about over the course of the hour, um, except for our hardcore listeners uh, for several years, would say, yep, got that. Okay, yep, got that. A lot of this will be uh, an eye-opener for many people, which is the reason why we're going through these last one is this one always get this question Lior, i'm an independent contractor and my contract has just been terminated i'm not owed any severance am i very common you know probably one of the top no. three or four issues that i deal with every single day and that is severance and, and misclassification of independent contractors and so many times my gosh it's, it's almost rare to actually see and find a true independent contractors and most of the situations the person that believes that they're an independent contractor have been misclassified and that person is really an employee so it doesn't matter how you pay your taxes it doesn't matter uh, whether you get your taxes taken off your pay uh, it doesn't matter what you tell your accountant ultimately what matters is the the reality the relationship between you and the company that you work for so if, in fact, you work for a company, one company, you do a job, you work for them, you go home, you come back, you do the same thing, they tell you what to do, where to go, how to do your work, you're an employee of that company, full stop, okay? It's, it's as simple as that. doesn't matter if you sign a piece of paper saying that you're not an employee. doesn't matter, like I said, how you pay your taxes. None of that matters. What matters is the relationship. Now, who is an independent contractor? An independent contractor is someone that has a bunch of clients, a bunch of companies that they work for. They decide where they're going to work, how much they're going to charge. They decide how, much, how many clients they're going to take. They're in business for themselves. That's an independent contractor. But if you're not really an independent contractor, if you've been misclassified and then you're let go, well, yeah, of course you're owed severance. Why? Well, because you're an employee and employees get severance. True, real independent contractors don't get severance. But someone that's not an independent contractor, someone that's been misclassified, they think that they are, but they're not, gets full severance as much as 24 months pay. That's why if you've actually put yourself in a situation where you call yourself a contractor, but you're not sure, you have to give me a call. And by the way, we mentioned our pocket employment lawyer tool. You can find that, of course, at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. One of the tools there allows you to find out if you're a contractor or an employee. You answer a few questions and it's going to tell you you're a contractor or you're an employee. It's free. It's anonymous. So if you're not sure, 
check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And you still have a few minutes to join the show, right? Toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. We'll get Don on the air. Don, thank you kindly for standing by patiently. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, sir. So, What's up? I called in earlier about uh, trying to break a union. About I found out. Well, they have between thirty and sixty thousand employees, depending on how you do it. But uh, they bring in about seventy million dollars a year. There's currently. Uh, about 600 failure to represent against them because they won't do anything to represent the employee and or employees that they're supposed to represent. Like it's, it's really horrendous. Like I've, I've worked for unions before and I've never seen anything bad as representation as I had for this one. I'm not going to mention them unless you want me to, but uh, so I'm trying to organize something to put them back together again. So should I just have them contact your uh, office? Yeah, certainly. If people want to talk about kind of uh, trying to decertify a union, happy to, to chat with them. We've done that before, actually successfully. Yeah, uh, you know, you have the number. We can give it to you now, and uh, and let's uh, let's move forward that way. Yeah, I, yeah. If you want to give up the number again, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I have sure. it already. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just waiting to see how their failure to represent goes. And if it, if, if I'm pretty sure they're all going to get unions going to win that. It's it's almost impossible to win those claims against a union. The failure to represent, uh, it's it's so rare that it's just something really really uh, unique. So the, the union's going to win those. That's what I thought. That's why I'm voting you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I want to yeah. see if there's something else, a different angle that could be taken because I, I want this union out the door. They're, they're the worst union mm-hmm. I've ever seen of all my years of, of representing and working with unions. Anyway, thank you very much. Have a great evening. And I really appreciate the information you give out to people. Thank you very much. Thanks, Don. Uh, appreciate your uh, appreciate your time, Don. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the phone call, pal. Enjoy the rest of your uh, of your weekend. Let's move down to a couple of emails. Lior Francis up first says, "Hey, Lior, I received a few warnings over the last three years with respect to my work performance. How many warnings does my employer have to provide me before they can let me go for cause?" So, very good question. Because as I was saying earlier, for you to be terminated for cause, you really have to be guilty of some very significant misconduct, and usually that means that you have to be given advance warnings. You can't just, well, you did, did something wrong and you fired for cause, not legal. You're, usually an employer has to give you opportunities to improve, has to let you know what you've done wrong and, and warn you that that behavior is gonna continue, is gonna you know, lead to something bad. So how many warnings before the employer can say we have cause? It does depend on what misconduct we're talking about. You know, if you were late two minutes, well, the Quite a few warnings are going to be required before you could be terminated for cause. Uh, you know, on the other hand, if you committed some more serious misconduct, then yeah, you may not need a lot of warnings at all. But as a kind of a as a rule of thumb, and it could, it could go higher or lower, but as a rule of thumb, I would say three. I'd like to see three warnings, including kind of a final warning, before an employer is in a position to say we're terminating for cause. In my experience, a lot of employers, may, maybe even most employers, don't want to work hard enough and put in that work and build that case and provide those warnings. They just go from nothing to termination for cause, which, again, is a surefire recipe for a wrongful dismissal. But if the employer has provided three warnings and they said, you can't do this, if you do this again, you know, we may have to terminate you for cause and the employee keeps doing it. Yeah, we may be in, in for cause territory. 
But, uh, you know, there's no jumping the gun here, John. You bet. Louise is up next. This guy's I was promised a promotion last year. This year, I didn't get it. It was given to someone else. And, and I was let go. Is this discrimination? Well, it would be discrimination if the reason Louise didn't get the promotion and the reason Louise uh, was let go is because of a discriminatory reason. For example, because of Louise's age, ethnicity, uh, sexual orientation, disability. If that's why Louise didn't get the promotion or that's why Louise was let go, yeah, that's discrimination. That's illegal. On the other hand, if the employer simply said, well, you know what, we decided we like Joe more, so we're going to give Joe the promotion and now we don't have a job for Louise, that may not be nice, and sure it isn't, but legally they can do that as long, of course, as they have to pay Louise her full severance. So that's really what it comes down to. Do we get severance? Did you get that full severance? Your employer, their decision-making usually cannot be challenged in terms of do you keep your job or not, but what you absolutely can do is make sure you get that full severance. Again, as much as 24 months pay. Let's get Manny in here before we uh, wrap it up. Manny says, guys, I quit my job last year. My wife still works for the same company, but they're treating her very badly because they're upset with me. What can she do? Well, that could actually be a human rights violation. You can't mistreat someone because of their marital status, which includes who they're married to. So that is a, that is a problem. Uh, and, and beyond that, even that aside, she shouldn't be mistreated for any reason. That alone could be a constructive dismissal, right? If she's mistreated, bullied, uh, harassed, whatever you want to call it, not legal. So I'd have her give me a call. Let's talk about it. Could be a human rights violation as well. Again, marital status is a protected ground under human rights legislation. Either way, certainly not right right for an employer to uh, mistreat an employee, John. A lot of great ground covered on the show today. We appreciate, of course, you taking the time out of your day and grabbing that phone and making that phone call and reaching out to us and getting some uh, some some questions answered for sure. Thank you for that as we uh, wrap it up here for another week. You can always reach out to Leor and his team, always standing by to have a chat with you. 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 is how you do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we've talked about it a few times during the show. It's free. It's anonymous. It's a must-have. If you want to learn more outside the hour of this show every week, that would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time on the Employment Law Show. Thanks for listening.